Welcome, everyone, to episode 15 of the Wild Will Throwdown, presented by Diesel Boys LLC. Yes, you heard it right. They are our new title sponsor here at the Wild Will Throwdown. And, uh, man, wow, episode 15 so far. I cannot believe it since we started in early March. Of course, my buddy, my colleague, my contributor here, Mr. Hawk Carrot Adams, on the show with me today. And, of course, the huge announcement came out. We'll say it again, the Diesel Boys LLC, and go on to give them a shout-out. They are located at 5601 Highway 31, Clarksville, next to Mayhem Auto Auction. We have two shops at this location. We service light-duty car and truck, gas or diesel. We also service heavy-duty semi and heavy equipment. We have dealer trained and certified technicians. We take pride in doing a great job and at the best price, Diesel Boys LLC. You can reach us at 812 812- Five seven two nine four seven seven. Want to thank Brandon Hooker and all of his support from Diesel Boys LLC for coming on board with the Wild Will Throwdown. Well, Harold, here we go. It seems like weeks keep rolling, and now we're going into the third weekend of July. I was just now. I think I was thinking. I was like the last weekend of June. Now we're at the third weekend of July, getting ready to celebrate after this weekend, the last weekend of July. I don't even know. I can't even stop it. Wish I had a pause button a little bit. But, uh, Hawk, first of all, how are you and how have we been? I know football seeming a little iffy for the Seahawks right now. I don't predict them to do anything this year but lose like usual, like last year, even though you did beat us. But I think there was a little cheating going on, maybe a deflated ball or something in there. But uh, how are we doing? Hey, we're doing awesome, you know what I'm saying? It is racing season, even though it's flying by, like you said. I mean, they had mid-season championships a couple weeks ago here, so we're already in the second half of the season. Seems like we just got started. You know, it's, it's a long haul, but we love it. But yet, when we see the end come, we don't like that because the off-season is just that. There's no racing, but hey, you know, we're doing good. The weather's been pretty good for us. You know, things were a little iffy this past weekend, but everything worked out good, so we're all happy. Well, let's talk about your Seahawks. You know, I think you're going to be a Kraken fan for long. I mean, you got to have something else Seahawks go or Seattle going on. You got to go for the Kraken now. No, no Kraken for me. It's the St. Louis Blues all the way, baby, in the NHL. But no, see, I avoided the Seahawks for a reason, Will. You know, they're not going to be that good. But hey, they could surprise you. They're not over with. Just because they lost Russell Wilson doesn't mean they're done. I'm a, I'm a big Drew Locke fan. Just remember that name, Drew Locke. Well, you never know. It could be worse. You could have Baker Mayfield. But, <laughs> you know, I always joke around with my in-laws up there in Cleveland because, uh, you know, <laughs> I won't even name who they got going on now. But he fits in with Cleveland, that's for sure. Hey, I had a big celebration the other day when I heard that Baker Mayfield was traded to Carolina. I was like, yeehaw, he's not going to Seattle. I don't want him. So I don't think he's the man. He's a good, good quarterback, but I don't think he's the guy that can take you to the Super Bowl. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, You know, it's just different. You know, we talk about it. It, It's so weird. You know, the quarterbacks here and there. And, of course, we got Matty Ice, Mr. Uh, Ryan. I think he's going to do good for us, the Colts, this year. I know you and I are planning on trying to make some games. You know, one game we circled, just a little, you know, chat talk here, a little sports before we get into short track racing. We looked at one game that we may be able to make, and that is kind of going to be an intense game because guess who's in town? The Washington Commanders. And you know who the quarterback to the Washington Commanders are now? Yeah, a guy that uh, very true to the heart of all Colts fans uh, took him to the playoffs last year, right? 
Yeah, well, don't start with me. Uh, anyways, let's go on and get past that to short track racing. It all ended with the Jaguars for me. But uh, actually, we were in the stands at the St. Louis Blues games when that game was going on, if you remember correctly. I'll never forget it. Of course, I was cheering for the Dallas Stars at that point, but unfortunately, we didn't deliver. But anywho, let's get into it today. We got a huge show for you, of course. We'll go over some of the results in the previous weekend that, of course, highlight at the end of some of the upcoming events this season, this weekend, July 15, 16, 17. Big weekend of racing. Huge weekend of racing, different areas of the Midwest and South. And, of course, a huge guest today, episode number 15, is the number 15, coming off a big win of the ICA Dumpster Sportsman of the Tom Dealey Memorial, that is Mr. Austin Williams, who is your current points leader at Sports Drum Speedway and your defending champion. Uh, man, it's going to be interesting to hear from that young man. Yeah, it will be. You know, he's a really up-and-coming driver, been really uh, dominant as of late. And uh, so it'll be great to hear from him, to hear about uh, his big win. Yeah, that's coming up here shortly on the show. And, of course, uh, let me give an update. I know there's been so many people in my inbox and, you know, talking about around the tracks. And that is the update on the brand new acquired Clark County Speedway. Now, yes, uh, talk to Mr. Nicely today. And uh, he is actually on his way to Clark County Speedway as we speak to take some pictures and talk to see what we got going on. But uh, there is a tractor pull locked in. I can tell you that now. We already have one event there we got signed. Of course, I know that's not what people want to hear. I like a good tractor pull. But, no, we are going to have some great kart racing, great payouts. Uh, We are going to have some great deals on getting in the stands. Very, very, very cheap. Um, We're going to have the Crown Vicks, some Hornets uh, here and there, and not on the same day as the carts. But I just wanted to give everyone an update. Uh, There is a new track in town, and uh, right across from the Louisville metro area, right down the river of Ohio, and uh, that is the Clark County Speedway. How about that? Yeah, just just what I needed to hear, another dirt track. Nah, just teasing. Anybody that knows me that I'm not a dirt guy, but hey, it's racing. I love racing, but asphalt's always been my thing ever since I was a little kid. Just like anybody. Most people like dirt tracks. They were growing up on dirt tracks. If they like asphalt, they grew up on asphalt, just the way it is. But I like racing altogether. And like we've said before in the past, you know, it's always great to see a new track open because there's so many tracks across the country that are closing. So whenever you can get another track to open up, can't be nothing but good. Yeah, no doubt. You know, that that's the thing you bring up a valid point. You know, I like dirt track racing. I like asphalt racing. Uh, what did I grow up with? Um, Louisville Motor Speedway. It was asphalt. Um, when it closed, where did my father go racing at? Bluegrass Speedway. It was dirt. Um, so, you know what? I call Bluegrass Speedway. I, have you ever been to Bluegrass Speedway? I don't think you have. It's I call it the dirt track of Salem. It's the same straightaway, half mile, high banks. I mean, it's a very incredible, beautiful facility. And unfortunately, as some places, they close, and that's not what we like to see. But we saw where Louisville Motor Speedway closed. You saw where it got them now. Kentucky Motor Speedway, or excuse me, Kentucky Speedway is talked about now. They just released the plans possibly to turn that place into an airport. So, unfortunately, I hope it doesn't happen. That could be rumors, but uh, we saw where that got them to close Louisville Speedway, and I hated it and broke my heart. And I, I, It was one of the most sad times as a kid. Uh, I was about 12 to 13 when that happened, and uh, very unfortunate. But now we're going to have a new segment here on the Wild Wheel Throwdown. We're going to start doing another other than the Diesel Boys LLC topic of the day. Basically, it's just a category that Hawk and I kind of talk about. Very simple. But so what better way to start than the topic being today, announcers. 
Now, the reason we bring this up, because there's so many announcers. There's announcers at every kind of track that you hear all kinds of good and bad things on social media about. So, Hawk Harold Adams, that's the one thing, and I know you talk about the word analyzing. What do you mean by that? Well, yeah. Um, we, uh, Me and Will always like, of course, most people know, we like to go around to different tracks whenever we can. New tracks we haven't been to, and uh, we always keep uh, finding different tracks that we haven't been to, one of us haven't or both of us. But that's one of the first things that we do when we get to the track. We listen to the announcer, see what he's doing, analyze him to see uh, uh, how he does things. As everybody, as we say, has their own style. I mean, they just have a certain way of doing things, uh, you know, having that approach and their sound and what they do and how they do it. And uh, everybody seems to be entertaining in their own way. Certain people can pull off a certain way of doing things, where the other guy, maybe if he did it that way, it wouldn't work out. You know, it's just whatever your comfort zone is, and you have to kind of find that. That's the way I did, you know, with, with my situation. I was never thought of as an announcer. I still isn't that great, but, uh, you know, when I had that opportunity, you know, I was able to do and do pretty well with it. So at least now I'm a, at least I'm a fill-in announcer. I guess I could put it that way. Well, and I'm going to be honest, you know, I'm just not saying this because of me. And look, I'm not the greatest announcer in the world. I'll be honest with you. I'm very humbled. And uh, anytime I go to a track, anywhere I go, I try to listen to the uh, announcer's mannerisms, uh, the way he goes down and presents himself, the way he handles an interview, how he's standing there. I know one of my biggest pet peeves, we've talked about it, is announcers who put their hands in their pockets and announce. And, you know, I just... Um, I try to look at it more of a professional way. And, you know, the importance. Let's talk about the importance of an announcer for a moment. Uh, the way I look at it, and I've told people before, me personally, when I'm up there in the booth, I look at it like I grew up with my father. Uh, you know, I always used to sit by my father in the stands at Louisville, um, Sportstrom, Bluegrass Speedway, Brownstown Speedway. I could go on and on. And I, I would be excited about the racing because I'm a race fan first. And that's why I believe I'm so good at this is because I'm a race fan and I'm very passionate. And that's one word I can describe you, me, whatever is passion. And for this sport and the racers, the fans, the fans are like family. And I can tell you what. When you're sitting there and you're listening to an announcer and you're just blah, 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 you see the fans out there rolling their eyes. I mean, they are. You can you can feed off that fan, uh, fan mentality. Um, but when you're excited, I can see people just, you know, like the, announce, uh, the race I announced at Salem Speedway, when you're coming off the turns that last 10, 15 laps, you know, I scream out, yell out, and of course a calmer voice, but then the people start to stand. Your excitement out of your voice goes into those people. And you present a good show to the fans. And it takes a show because you and the press box are a show. The flagman is a show. The race receivers, everyone is behind the scenes. They operate that show. Um, so, you know, that's how I announce, you know. And we go to different tracks, different facilities. I love listening to the phrases. We, we, You'll hear us say, no doubt about it, a lot. You know, that's from other people we've seen, you know. Uh, wow, you know, there was a guy at Clarksville Speedway who's qualifying. You know, it's just how they talk, and I love it, you know. And Don Lister back in the day, oh, my, you know, and my watch out. You know, it's – let's talk about Mike Benson. Get him right, get him tight. 
We all have our little things. Your now thing is look out. You just say it naturally because that's when it's best. Uh, but it's really cool all these announcers having these different uh, mannerisms and catchphrases. Yeah, like you said, uh, you can always tell the ones that are really passionate about the sport. Because when you're sitting in the stands and we go to places, sometimes we've gone to places where the guy's really dry, doesn't say much, doesn't get excited. And you're like, you know, this guy's just here for the money. You know, that's not what you want. That's part of the experience. You pay to get in to watch the races to be entertained, not just by the racing, but by the announcer, too, because it's a big part of it. Because sometimes when there's downtime, there's a big long caution or whatever, the announcer's entertaining you. And uh, you can just hear it in the voice. That's like what you mentioned before about, uh, you know, when things are happening on the track. That's the way it is with me. I'm not that great in everything with, with everything the way it is. But when the races are going on and things are happening, it, it becomes natural. You know, I get excited because I love watching the races. So I'm already got myself excited. So I just let it flow to whatever happens because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm loving every minute of it, of this good pass, good race, good wreck, whatever it is. And so, you know, I'm happy to do that. And it's a lot of fun. And I'm sure, you know, that's what the people want to hear. Yeah, and I'll allude to that, and, and you're going to hear me talk about myself because that's the only experience I have is, is talking about myself and watching other people. Um, but there's many different personality types of announcers, and I'm more of your color commentary play-by-play announcers, if you will. Uh, more on stats. I love delivering stats. I love delivering sponsorships. But I love when someone is there helping like you do, uh, because when there is that two announcer commentary team, I call it, uh, you on downtime go out and mingle with the fans. You get out, you hand out shirts, you interact with the fans, and I'm up there doing more my comfort zone, the play-by-play and stuff of that nature. Uh, so that's really cool. I love how we do that, and uh, it's just you getting out with the fans. I know you travel to Lorraine, Painesville with me. We do Mount Lawn now. Uh, we do here at Sportstrom. You've helped me last week or the week at uh, – yeah, uh, not last week, but the weekend at, uh, before that at Salem Speedway. And we, we do a good job, and that's what we kind of mentor on. But uh, we we go around, to, you know, we don't only judge the announcers. I ain't going to say judge. I guess that's the wrong word, but analyze. Uh, sometimes we judge uh, just because of that nature. But, uh, you know, we also, the food, the facility, you know, uh, how's the facility look? Um, you know, that that's what we love to do. Yeah, you know, because... Like you say, we, we analyze the announcers, but, you know, I'm sure all the other fans are doing the same thing, really. They don't even realize it because a lot of times you hear people say, man, that announcer at that track is, is not so good. Well, there you go. I mean, they're, they're not just listening to what he has to say and whatever it is. That's part of the just show. So it really does mean a lot. So, you know, I'm not the best at it, but at least I, I do try and I think I do all right. And, uh, it's not my natural thing like it is with you, Will. I mean, you're a natural at it. I always say you're a natural. I've got to really work hard to do it. But, I, you know, I, a lot of times I feel bad when I listen to Will because he's so good. But I'll go to some of these other tracks and you got some questionable announcers and it starts making me feel a little better <laughs> about myself because I'm like, I know I'm better than this guy. But, you know, but it is what it is. You know, everybody gives their, their try at it. It's not easy. As you know, there's a lot of, that's another thing behind the scenes. There's so many papers, so many sponsors you got to hit, so many different names of the drivers, different driver changes, 
all the different things that are going on all night. It is very stressful at times, even though we're having fun. But behind the scenes, it can be really stressful. Yeah, I know. I'm very humbled. Um, I don't call myself the best announcer in the world. Um, you know, it takes a lot of work, a lot of studying. Um, you know, <laughs> this is funny. I don't know if people knew this meme or not, but uh, when I was a kid, gosh, nine, ten years old, I would pretend I was announcing at the track. I would like, here they go down turn one, you know, blah, 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 down turn two. I was like, I never thought I'd be an announcer. I really did not. And, uh, you know, I would always you know try to be like some of the greats that i grew up watching frank scott scott douglas of course i've announced monster trucks before so i like scott a lot keith lavelle bless his heart at bluegrass speedway uh before he has some health issues uh michael despain who worked with uh, keith lavelle at bluegrass he is now on the iron man valvoline tour uh james essex the great of all time of the lucas oil late model dirt car series i love saying that um he was the first person I ever worked side by side with at Brownstown in 2014 or 15. Uh, so I'm very humbled, but my the reason people call me good is because I have one thing, and that's passion about this sport. And the, I care about the racers. I care about the crews. I care about the fans. Some people may not like my announcing. That's okay. Everyone is tied to opinion. Some people may not like your announcing. That's okay. Some people may not like announcing. You're not going to find one person that's going to be satisfied on anything. Uh, so for all of you announcers out there listening or wanting to be announcers, never give up. I'm serious. Uh, always chase your dreams because uh, you work hard for it and you get rewarded. And uh, anyone who is, uh, and I'll put it out there, contact me. If you want to be an announcer, I've mentored announcers before. Uh, I've talked to announcers before. Contact me. I'm not going to charge you anything. I'll talk to you about, you know, some of the advice I have for you. I don't care to do that, but, uh, you know, it, it's always humbling in this sport and it's not easy. So, you know, there is jobs out there for announcers. So uh, keep on, keep on going and never give up. That's for sure. But now that was the Diesel Boys LLC topic of the day. Of course, next week and every week we'll have different topics. Now, Hawk, let's dive into some of the results this past weekend. Mother Nature, of course, canceling many tracks around the country. Once again, I think she's never satisfied until she cancels someone. No offense, Mother Nature, but uh, hopefully we get some racing in. So let's start off with the Indianapolis um, Speedrome, as they had the Mike Gregg Memorial, Doug Gregg's father, the event for the late model figure eight. Ben Tunney took home the win. Uh, and Harold Adams, I know uh, you and I, I was supposed to be at Brownstown this past weekend, but I came here because of the rain out. But uh, talk about what happened here at the Drome this past Saturday night. Well, of course, it was a big night for uh, Big Tom, as they say, Big Tom Dealey Memorial event in the sportsman division. Of course, uh, we talked about it before in the past. Uh, big Tom Dealey was a, a big supporter here at the track for many years, uh, owned some Moby Dixon area. Uh, he used to run years ago. His boys run. Chad still runs regularly in the sportsman division. And uh, Tommy used to, and he actually came back uh, from out of town to come in that weekend. And it was great to see uh, – Nick Reed give up his ride to Tommy so that he could race in this race. And it was an interesting point there they was talking about uh, the brothers Chad and Tommy Dealey. It was the first time they have ever raced against each other. I mean, they've always one race and then the other one would race, uh, so on and so forth, or in different divisions. So it was the first time they ever racing against each other. And it was great to see. And they were out there battling uh, right there uh, 
uh, for third and fourth place there for the longest time. So I'm sure they were getting a big kick out of that. But the winner of the 67-lap Tom Dealer Memorial Race for the ICA Sportsman Division was none other than the 15 of Austin Williams, our guest here today. So uh, he's been pretty dominant here lately, uh, winning the midseason championship and now following it up with the big Tom Dealey Memorial Race event, too, as uh, after the qualifying, they did the little plinko, and everything's working out right now for Austin. He uh, plinkoed at number one, and he was fast qualifier, and he was hard to beat from that spot there. And uh, the, the car, they got it running great. So uh, he, he pulled out there and now uh, – uh, looking dominant. He is definitely the man to beat the rest of the season. Also, in the Kentucky and a tank wash modified figure eight division, uh, the heat winner was Buddy Vertries, but he also took away the 25 lap feature. Also, that number four Ray Logsdon owned machine. They really got that thing hooked up and uh, looking strong out there. Old veteran legend Buddy Vertries. Uh, moving on to the uh, Fords, let's go to the figure eight division, Ford figure eight. The, uh, they did not have any heats, but the uh, 25 lap feature was an exciting finish again. Seemed like they've been doing it each and every week. Uh, taking home the victory this week was the 14 of Ricky Puckett in a good last lap battle with uh, Marcus Elliott in the 228, getting second. Uh, moving on to the affordable Fords on the oval, had maybe a record car count in that division or upwards around 58 cars on hand and we didn't really think there's going to be that many because the rain was settled in all morning all afternoon uh all the way up until past the time that the pits were supposed to open up and once again there it is mother nature as will talked about before uh just putting a damper on everything but they were determined to get the race in because the rain was supposed to go away. It went away a little later than they thought. Uh, big uh, hats off to Mike Gibson and his crew. They were working on the track even before it stopped raining. They were on top of it. And uh, they did a really good job of getting the track in good shape. Uh, I was really impressed. And uh, they got started a little late, and it was a late night anyway, but it uh, could have been a lot later. But anyway, they uh, we weren't sure how many cars were going to show up because everybody was kind of waiting. There wasn't a whole lot of cars when the pit, pits opened, but when it was uh, time for the green flag, there was, like I say, about 58 Fords on hand. Uh, the heat winners for the ovals was uh, Kevin Cox, Nick Payne, Michael Cranmer, Jordan Fry, Zach Cecil, and Philip Boudreau, all winners, six heat race winners there. Then they broke it down, as they usually do, to two A features, the first a feature 25 lapper was won by the 67, Jamie Beerman Harbin, right there at the end as uh, uh, Derek Smith and uh, Zachary Cecil were battling for a lead late in that race, got tangled up, uh, got uh, out of the event there last couple laps, and there was Jamie right there where she needed to be, picking up her first win in that car this season. So she's been dying to win in that car. She's been kind of struggling, she feels like, even though she's leading in points, I think. But, uh, you know, she wants perfection, and uh, the, there, she, there she was taking up the checkered flag there. And the second A feature, uh, looking really strong, uh, winning his second feature of the year, 720, Jordan Fry, young man, uh, jumped out to a huge lead. I mean a huge lead, but they had the uh, caution come out, uh, brought things back together. But once again, there he was bolting out to the lead, so a great run for Jordan Fry and a good second-place run in that event for Carter Cook, young man in the 59. And got to give a shout-out, third place to Mr. Arthur Baker in the 48. 
coming out of nowhere. I mean, he let's be, be honest here. He has not been competitive at all in the last couple of years. Still learning the ropes, trying to get that car together. And I was thinking during that race, man, he had a strong run, and there he is getting the top three finish. So uh, look for him to be uh, making some ways here soon. Uh, are they uh, also moving on to the uh, B feature? Uh, three features all together for the Ford Ovals, and the B feature. It was the 015 Michael Cranmer holding off a hard charge from the 62 Daniel Durrett in the B feature. Now, he also had on hand a special event for the Ford Powder Puff. The ladies had a special event, Twin 20s, the uh, Elder Heating and Air uh, Twin 20s, uh, also helped by Derek Smith kind of spearheaded this idea together and kind of gathered up the situation got bonuses together for those ladies had a nice big event a big turnout had about over 20 cars here for that and uh, the first leg if you will was won by 91 Ali Boudreaux in a strong run Kate Leah Smith was second Don Douglas was third now in the second one they uh, flipped it around inverted the finish uh, Miranda Jane who had a kind of a rough go in the first event uh, won that second feature. Don Douglas was second. Katie Shelton in the 720 was third. So they add up those both features uh, like they do a lot of times in these uh, races like that here and get the best overall finish as far as points. That put Don Douglas as the overall winner. Now she had a third and a second. So it was one of those rare deals where you don't win either feature but you win the overall. So consistency paid out there. Ali Boudreaux ended up second overall, and Katie Shelton ended up third. So there you have it. Uh, another uh, lot of action again here at the Sportsdrom Speedway. And uh, like I say, it was great to see that the weather was able to hold out just in time. We had a good car count and a good crowd as well, and they got to see some good action. Thank you so much, Hawk, and yes, a good um, evening of racing there at the Sports Drum Speedway. Now, of course, a lot of correct tracks getting canceled, a lot of dirt tracks. I was supposed to be at the Brownstown Speedway, hence to Michael Cramner. He was supposed to be competing at Brownstown, came down here, picked up a win, so congratulations to that man. Uh, now looking at some of the national tours, Summer Nationals was at Tri-State. I know you and I talked about it. We love that dirt track. It's weird. You love dirt track, but uh, me and you, we went down there, and uh, man, that was a great track uh, for the World of Outlaw Sprint Car Series uh, a couple seasons ago. But uh, Summer Nationals, um, you know, here we go. Bobby Pierce, he picked up the win there, and then the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Car Series on Wednesday night. They were at Davenport Speedway in Davenport, Iowa. One of the best races I've seen on Flow Racing. Um, Hudson O'Neill clinched the win, his first victory of 2022 with the series. Definitely in contention for the race of the year, picked up $10,000. The next night, they went up to the uh, Minnesota area, the Gopher 50, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. 6000 to win on Thursday, 6000 to win on Friday, 50000 to win on Saturday in the main event. Uh, Chris Smokey Madden picked up the win Thursday. Jonathan Davenport, Superman there on Friday, picked up the win. Then Brandon Overton, uh, Big Sexy, picked up the win on Saturday, $50,000. NASCAR, of course, the Camping World Truck Series was about an hour and a half south of where I'm going to be this Saturday night. Uh, the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Park there, uh, and Parker Kligerman picked up the win. The Xfinity Series was down at Atlanta Speedway, the newly configured Atlanta Motor Speedway. Austin Hill picked up the win and, man, what an event it was. I actually watched that NASCAR race Sunday, and it was one of the best races I've seen. 
It's like a super speedway race now on the mile and a half at Atlanta Motor Speedway, and Chase Elliott picked up the win, came down to the last lap, and what a race it was. But race fans, that's going to do it for segment one. Coming up next is going to be the driver of the number 15 auction hub sportsman car in the ICA Dempster Sportsman Division, Mr. Austin Williams. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Wild Will Throwdown presented by Diesel Boys LLC. As we get ready to talk to Mr. Austin Williams, the winner this past Saturday night at the Sports Show Speedway in the inaugural Big Tom Dealey Memorial 67 lap. Austin, welcome and congratulations. Thank you, Will, for having me. All right, so let's get into it. As we do always here at the Wildwell Throwdown, at any guests we have, the fans like to get to know the driver, uh, not just on the racetrack, but in the personal life as well. So uh, tell us a little bit how you got started in the industry. And uh, of course, you know, this cream, of, before we get in the cream of the crop of this interview, talk about how you started getting in the motorsports world. Yeah, so um, growing up, um, racing was always a thing with my dad. Um, he's always out in the garage every night. Um, Every Saturday night at the Sports Drum Speedway, race, uh, racing, watching him, whether it be in the drummer division, uh, sportsman, stream figure eight, he was always racing something. So at the age when I was old enough to race, I knew I was ready. So um, 2013, I uh, started in the front wheel drive division, uh, won the rookie championship that year, picked up a couple of heats and features in the, in the front wheel drive, then I went on to run to the drummer division in 2015 or 2016, sorry, and um, had some success in it for a couple years. Um, Picked up the 2019 Drummer Championship. Um, And then 2020 came around with COVID and the Drummer division stopped. We uh, went around with the Ford, traveled to different tracks. And then 2021 came around and we built a sportsman car, Um, came out, picked up the 100 lapper win even picked up the championship too so this year we come back with the sportsman again hoping to do it again um go back to back and that's it yeah so of course i grew up watching your father alan williams jr compete at various tracks in the area um let's talk about his expertise how has his expertise helped you get where you're at today i know alan's always back there he's with your crew each and every week when he's not racing his cra sportsman of course um CRA street stock, I guess you could say. Um, but uh, talk about a little bit about your father and his role in your life of motorsports. Yeah, so um, if it wasn't for my dad, none of this would be possible. Um, he's a crew chief, the pit crew, I mean, everything. He, he puts the car together. He makes sure everything's good. Um, you know, my car gets done before his, before his does throughout the week. So he does everything he can to, to put me up front to see me – be successful like he was in the past so i'm just very thankful for that so hawk harold adams here with me uh you've grew up here at the sports drum i wouldn't say grow up you know what i mean you've competed here and hit the uke tire somewhat sometimes there but uh talk about alan williams jr you know you see austin williams here now but i know you've seen a lot of races that uh, alan williams in that 85 has competed in yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, I've seen him many a times here at the track at Sportsdrom, like he said, uh, in all kinds of divisions, every division he runs in. He's very, very competitive, always running up front. I even go back to where I've seen him a lot at the old Louisville Motor Speedway run all the time, too. And uh, he always running up front, whatever division he runs there. So, uh, and he run over here for several years. And, of course, Austin 
running now following his footsteps but uh i kind of look at alan as uh, almost a legend really around here i uh, look up to him as uh, far as uh you know all the wins and championships that he's had in the past yeah for sure and you know uh just you know i always m- remember him and troy phillips battling it out out there and uh trading some pain at times and a little bit of temper flaring here and there but uh, that's part of it especially when you race on and compete on small bull ring tracks you know quarter mile of course what i consider a bull ring would be sports drone but also the fifth miles as well of course the real small bull rings like painesville speedway and stuff like that Uh, but no doubt um, you know he is a a legend in the sport in the area now let's talk about the one thing that everyone loves to have and would want to have and that's called championships now we saw 2019 be the last year that the dromers here competed at sports drone speedway I hated that. I mean, quite frankly, I hated it. I know the car count was suffering, but you look at the Dromer history, bomber history, I don't care what you call them, um, but, you know, we remember, I remember as a fan, the two-hour Enduros we had. I know, Hawk, you remember those as well. Um, you know, the bomber figure eight from Louisville Motor Speedway. I grew up watching that as well. But uh, you picked up the final championship in that division, and, I mean, People say, well, they, you know, the championship. But that's a pretty big deal because the Dromers have a long-lasting history here at Sports Drum Speedway. Uh, what do you contest to that and picking up that Dromer uh, win? Um, just the experience for my dad. Um, him running them, running the four. I mean, sorry, the Dromers for so many years. He knew the ins and out with them, and you know, it's just basically me listening to him and follows his footsteps. So he. He gives me the car to drive, and I get it done. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, of course, we saw a lot of, uh, you know, Jamie Bierman. A lot of people don't – I mean, they, these guys were – I look at it as a developmental phase. Um, a lot, you, you, you and her kind of have a similar history, really. I mean, you, you raced in the Dromer division. Uh, of course, front-wheel drives. Um, you know, but you look at her coming up through the ranks as well, Dromer champion, passed. Um, now, sportsman. Um, you and her and both in the sportsman. So it's pretty cool to see the next generation kind of coming up. But um, now let's talk about why you decided to come back to the ICA Dempster Sportsman to compete for a championship. I remember, I know you remember it. It was a lineup out here for signups, and we did that thing. And I interviewed you for that, and I remember that. And uh, when I was here at Sportsman Speedway, um, you know, you were excited to come back for this. You, you were excited for the sportsman. Of course, that was the throwback year, so the Extreme Oval went to the sportsman name. Uh, so what really made you want to come back and compete for a championship in that division? Well, um, after seeing Dad win five 100-lappers, or Mountain Dew 100s, and I think five of the seven championships came out of the Oval Extreme Division. So I just – I want to come out and be, be as good as him. I don't think that'll ever happen, but that's the plan. Um, just this was the top top division at Sportstrom, and that's what I plan to keep on getting championships. Hopefully. So now you've clinched your first championship title in the Sportsman division. Uh, let's talk about something we see you every now and then driving. That's that eighty-five Ford Crown Vic. Now we know in the history, Sportstrom Speedway affordable Fords they popped up. Um, didn't know, Harold, I know you didn't know that we would have a Buku of them. Nobody can predict the future. I didn't know, well, maybe 10, 15, okay. But 50, 60, and they're everywhere. Um, so that is kind of the divisions of Evolve. You know, you, you look at these cars, 
and, and we'll talk a little bit later in the upcoming results, but I know Lake Cumberland Speedway this weekend, they're having a class this weekend called the Mustang class. And I know a lot of people are starting that as well. It's the old Mustangs they run, kind of like a hobby stock or front-wheel drive body. I, I don't know what you would call it. Um, but how fun is it to race in that division? Now, the biggest memory of you that I have in a Ford is a fireball on the front stretch here in that one-hour Enduro. I did not even know what to think of that because that was hard enough to call, but all of a sudden, just a big flash. You know, it wasn't a long-lasting fire. It just poof and smoke went everywhere. But uh, how do you feel about the, the Fords? I know you race multiple tracks now. You race with us at Salem Speedway. But uh, how fun is it to get in a Crown Vic after you compete in that sportsman car? Yeah, they're definitely fun to drive, um, especially because there's so many of them out there at the time. It's a great division, um, just like the old Bomber and Drummer division. They started out like this, you know, stock cars, affordable. So it's I think it's good to have, and a lot of people have them and racing them. And um, they're like big boats. They're, they're fun. They are fun to drive. So it's, it's something different when, my, when the sportsman not racing. We'll go to a different track, you know, the CRA car my dad has or traveling will go a different track and run the, the Ford. So, yeah, it's always fun to get into something different. Now, I know, Harold Adams, you're a big Ford guy. Don't know why. But, uh, anyways, I won't hold that against you. Uh, but, <laughs> um, well, you sure don't see Chevy and Palas out there, right? So, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you just have the Crevix. Uh, but there's abundance of those cars around. But uh, I know you were here that night of the one-hour Enduro. I think that was the inaugural Enduro we had here. And, uh, man, the crowd was more excited for that Enduro than it was the school bus race. I remember that. And I think it was one of the boringest school bus races I've ever called that night. So, I mean, when you come off of that, <laughs> I tell you, it was good. Yeah, you were talking about the uh, fireball incident here with Austin. I remember very well because it's one of my favorite moments because I got one of my better pictures ever of him in, in flames there for that few moments. I was right on him, and I was like, oh, this is going to be good because I like fire and I like sparks. I know you guys don't as drivers, but as photographers, we love that stuff. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's uh, it's something else. And, uh, you know, that night, 53, <laughs> what did we have last year? 53. I don't know what the magic number is on that, but uh, – pretty incredible unfortunately this year i'll be in colorado announcing a race in denver uh so i will not get to be here i am very sad about that uh but best of luck to you guys um so now let's talk about future goals we've won a german championship uh we've won a sportsman championship so what is next for austin williams in the future do you see yourself going on a cra tour do you see yourself going on any other tour or uh, what is your aspirations um, for the future, probably um, the CRA division. It's all about money. It's all about money. Getting getting money together and be able to be able to buy a set of tires for every every race you go to. So uh, hopefully to get a street stock division or street stock built and um, be successful in that. Uh, late model would be great, but that's that's way out of the way out of context. But yeah, just a couple more years in a sportsman, and I see myself coming and going to a CRA car. Yeah, but you never know what sponsor is out there watching. I can tell you that now. I've seen it a lot. A good example is Ashton Thompson I've, at Salem Speedway. You know, I've talked to her in the press box the other day. Crew Aviation at the Louisville Airport 
huge business picked her up and now she's got a great sponsor on her hands you never know and she was racing kenya midgets so i mean you just kind of keep winning you won championships you're on your way there uh but harold adams i'll let you ask a few questions here talk to austin williams about uh, before we give him a chance to think as sponsors uh but uh man talented young man Oh, yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, we talked about, you know, you went into sportsman division, wanting to run a couple more divi- uh, seasons maybe here and stuff. So what do you think about the sportsman division now and how it's evolved to what it is, the old oval extreme into the sportsman now? You know, we talked earlier, you know, about tires and stuff and how it has helped the uh, competition and helped uh, financially too as well. So what do you think about all that? Yeah, so um, going into the – the tire deal for the sportsmen in the modified class where they they impound them every week they you don't have to take them home and it saves you a lot of money because the tires last so much longer than any other tires you like i bought two tires this year the other four i've got was was from the owner fund so saving a lot of money this year on tires and it makes it affordable um running this this can this league so yeah yeah, I know everybody seems to enjoy it. At first, everybody was a little skeptical and wasn't so sure because everybody liked to do things to their tires and buy new tires and so they could win. But I think slowly but surely, people are kind of coming on board with the idea. I know the car count hasn't been what they wanted, but I know there's cars out there and there's talk about, you know, like just what you said, how it's a little bit more affordable. So uh, hopefully, you know, we get some more guys on board and, you know, keep that division going and let it grow a little bit and, and keep things going. Yeah, definitely. You know, that, that tire deal was a big deal for Sportstrom uh, here in 2022. And, uh, you know, Mike Gibson and the gang trying to find out more affordable reasons. Look, it's no secret this tire shortage killing everyone. I mean, let's be frank about it. You know, I talked to Glenn Luckett. Uh, CRA director and he said he does not see it ending anytime soon and it's unfortunate but I mean you look at the super late model tour Lucas Oil for a right rear tire it's $235 for one tire so <laughs> yeah exactly so but uh, you know it, it's unfortunate that uh, it's not just the product it's the help you know Hoosier does not have many people to help I, I've talked to many of those reps and stuff and uh, they need a lot more help, and unfortunately, this is 2022, and I'll be frank on this show, people do not want to work these days, so, you know, that's unfortunate. We're blessed to have a job. I know you are, too. Her- well, forget it. Harold's retired, unfortunately, but uh, <laughs> he's not retired. He's just a photographer now, but, uh, you know, it's uh, it's the reality that we're in in 2022. It's unfortunate. Um, but we are getting through it. We're seeing racing. A lot of tracks are closing right now. A lot of tracks are canceling seasons. A lot of tracks are canceling laps. They're going from 100 to 50. Uh, so it's it's different. But as always here at the Wild Will Throwdown, I always give drivers a chance to connect sponsors. You know, you'll hear me in interviews. I know I've interviewed you before. Um, I always give chance for sponsors because sponsor makes the racers go. You know, without sponsors, unless you're in a front-wheel drive division, but even that, $10,000 front-wheel drives these days, you know, it's hard to afford anything without sponsors. So, uh, Mr. Austin Williams, who would you like to thank on the side of that beautiful red and black number 15 machine? Yeah, you are right. Without sponsors, um, none of this would be possible. So, yeah, I'd like to thank the Auction Hub. Um, That's my dad's company, the Auction Hub. Wheeler's, Wheeler's Towing Recovery. Uh, Chris Mann at Oil Truck Sales, ADC Paving, Senior Solutions, Derby Services, Alpha Guns, White's Auto Sales, The Locker Room Pub, and then Wilson Hauling. And then, um, you know, my dad and 
and Paw Pop, um, Chris, Hunter, David Jones, everybody that helps out the track every week. Um, you know, you're greatly appreciated. None of this would be possible without you. But now I'm going to be the bear of bad news because you're missing one important lady that you did not thank for being here every week supporting you, and she better uh, tell me thank you. So who else would you like to thank? Yeah, I'm in trouble for this one. But yeah, um, I'm going to thank my girlfriend, Allie, um, always at the track every week, supporting me. Um, even when I'm at the... And in the garage, she comes over there in the garage, you know, just sitting there, bored, but she's there, so can't forget her. I, I thank you. I love you. <laughs> we always like to have fun here, you know, and now it's turned into a soap opera, so, you know, it happens. Just kidding. Uh, but, Austin, I know I can speak on myself and everyone else here to wish you the best of luck for the rest of the 2022 season here on Sportstrom's 76th year in operation. But, uh, man, it's been great having you, and good luck for the rest of the season. We're going to be watching. Thank you, man. Um, it's great to, uh, to have me on here. I, I look forward to every every Wednesday. It's, it's, a, it's a fun show, and I look forward to it. Thank you. There he is, Austin Williams, the driver of the number 15 Auction Hub Sportsman the Machine here at Sports Drum Speedway. Welcome back to the Wild Will Throwdown. That was our special guest today, the defending winner of the now Tom Dealey Memorial, Big Tom, uh, and, of course, your defending ICAMster Sportsman Division champion, Mr. Austin Williams. We appreciate him coming on today. Now it's time to look at the upcoming schedules for the third weekend of July. And how about this, Hawk? The Painesville Speedway World Figure 8 Tour, the richest paying race on the schedule. I will be there, of course. Low budget now announcing they will be showing the event. A huge night of racing on tap. 100 laps in the Buckeye Figure 8 Nationals. It is a bullring of the Painesville Speedway. Also on hand, of course, a lot of your favorites here, the Old School Figure 8, the Iron Man Figure 8, Ace Racing League, and how about Trailer Racing, Hawk? Yeah, sounds like a pretty wild event there. Of course, the Outlaws were there last year for the first time, uh, basically, uh, for for many years anyway. I know Charlie Hargraves. Don't want to dish you, Charlie Hargraves. I know the IFS, IOFS was there many years ago, but uh, in... The modern times, if you will. <laughs> the Outlaws were there last year, now back this year. And it's really killing me. I'm not able to go up there and see it. Last year I was going to. Of course, I broke my leg, and so I couldn't even get around. I was trying. I was, Believe me, I was trying to get up there, but I was I was laid up. I did watch it on TV. Of course, this, this week, this year, for the Outlaws, of course, the World Figure 8 Tour are going to be there. But I'll be here at Sportstrom uh, taking care of business here. Of course, I got my Race 8 front-wheel drive series going on, too. So I have my commitments here. But I'll be following along the action, uh, maybe even get the low budget on my phone, be watching a little bit myself because I'm very interested in watching those Outlaws up there at Painesville Speedway. But, uh, you know, they, of course, you let's go on and tell people that because that's funny. You just actually got out of prison for Race Monitor. So, yeah, Hawk Harold Adams, he, a lot of people didn't know this, but now you'll know. Uh, Hawk was actually banned, yes, banned, B-A-N-N-E-D, banned from Race Monitor, I think for two or three years, wasn't it, Hawk? And you finally got out of prison. Yeah, I know, you know, such a bad boy that I am. Uh, it wasn't because of what you might think it is, but I mean, you're thinking, why would I get banned from race monitor well it wasn't really banned from race monitor but you got to use google pay at least i do on my android to get race monitor and somewhere along the line there a few years ago 
I did some sort of thing with a, one of those waffles and someone paid some money through there or whatever. I don't remember what it was. But anyway, they didn't like that too much. So they, they kind of cut me out for a while. And I tried to get back on it. And it was like, no, you're banned. And so I even wrote them a letter saying, look, that was last year. Can I get back on? Nope, nope, nope. They wouldn't let me do it. And every time, you know, I just let it go a couple years, still couldn't get on there. So finally, a few weeks ago, I, I wrote them a nice little email, said, look, you know, it's been 50,000 years ago. That was in the history. You know, you got to let me back on. I do a lot of things. Race monitor is important. I just want to I just want to buy a race monitor, uh, race monitor app. I ain't going to do no waffling. So anyway, uh, finally, through the channels, I had to talk to somebody, had to get an email. They said they'd call me. Finally, they made a decision. They said, okay, we'll at least let you buy that any app you want, but you still can't pay or send and receive money through Google Pay. I was like, that'll work. That's fine. That's fine. So, yeah, I am back on Race Monitor, so now I can at least uh, feel like I'm, I'm part of the crowd. So what you're telling me is you're out on probation now, I guess you could say, only partly back. See, y'all didn't know about that about Hawk, so how about that? But uh, unfortunately, Painesville does not utilize Race Monitor. They utilize my Race Pass, which is the competitor, uh, which I have a login for that. So uh, we'll we'll make sure you get to keep along, follow along. But uh, up in Painesville, Ohio, where I will be this weekend calling the action, guess what? I have an early morning on Sunday because I am making my four-and-a-half-hour commute to the big Rain Tree 100, the 49th running of the Rain Tree 100 featuring the Wooten Automotive Modifieds uh, this weekend uh, coming up at Mount Lawn Speedway. Love Mount Lawn Speedway. Love what Dave and Jimmy Wyman have done to the place. I am so, so blessed to be a part of the crew, as you are as well. Uh, you know, we always went up there as fans. A lot of people didn't know this. People's like, well, you just got hired here. You don't know nothing about our track. No, we were fans. Every Sunday, we got a chance to go up there to watch on Sundays. We went as fans. Uh, but also on deck, the JW Photography uh, Stock Compacts, the Accelerated Race Cars Pro Compacts, the Red Bones Pizza and Chicken Crown Vicks. We're going to try to go there this weekend to support the sponsors. We always like supporting sponsors. And how about this, Hawk? The Thunder Roadsters. But uh, before I give it to you to talk a little bit about that, uh, this is what gets me, Hawk. We go all over. People are hurting on money. Uh, this is the biggest race in that area. And you know what general mission is? $10. Can you believe that? i tell you what, that's a bargain right there. And I'll tell you what, they, uh, they get some really good crowds up there. And they don't race every single week. They race on selected Sundays, I think. Eight, eight events uh, total all season. And uh, they get some really good crowds up there because a lot of times, you know, on Sundays, you don't always draw the crowds in. I know it's like that around here, it seems like. But, uh, yeah, that is a fun track. If you've never been, you owe yourself to try it sometime. Uh, like uh, Will has quoted me before, it's one of, probably my favorite non-figure eight track, uh, which is saying a lot. I really enjoy it up there. And uh, we've seen the Rain Tree 100 a few times just as fans up there. So it's going to be a real thrill to announce that event. So that is a big one up there. And I'm sure the uh, excitement will be uh, abound. It's for the Wooten Automotive Modifieds. They get a big car count just for a normal race. So they're probably going to end up having a last chance race, I believe, for that. Yeah, you would think so. I saw a lot of chat on Facebook. A lot of my friends on Facebook are racers, of course, and a lot of those modified drivers have become friends with me. And, uh, you know, I see a lot of them posting. But you have to look out for a couple drivers up there, including that number 28 of Austin Coe 
Austin Coe, one of the most dominant drivers at Mount Lawn in a late model or modified. Uh, you also have Jason Atkinson up there and, uh, you know, 73. You also have a lot of uh, legends. LJ Hines, how about that? That guy has been around for years. Uh, so this is going to be no different this week. Uh, and J.J. Schaefer, I, I can go on and on in the number 64. The Lanes, uh, we have saw them at Salem Speedway runs. So uh, it's going to be interesting. Great weekend on tap here at Mount Lawn Speedway. Now, of course, this Friday night, yes, F-R-I-D-A-Y Friday, Speedrome will be competing at the Speedrome on Friday this week with the World Figure 8 Tour being held at Saturday at Painesville and Circle City's big weekend this weekend. We can't forget about them. Uh, They are running the Soapies Mini Late Model Figure 8 Mini Oval, Adult Fast Carts, Junior Fast Carts, Legend Series, Forge Return, both on the Oval and Figure 8 this Friday night. But also another reason, like I mentioned, they're going to move around the schedule for their big event over just a little bit away, and Circle City Raceway is slated to have a huge weekend Friday and Saturday for the Race Saver Indiana Sprint Cars on deck. Uh, So that's a huge weekend on tap as well. Uh, Sports Drum Speedway, it is the 34th running of the Bud Light Mania Twin 45s here. For the modified figure eight, Ford Oval, Ford eight, and Hawk, what else is on that card? Well, I do want to mention real quick, we're on backtrack, we talk about Mother Nature. They rained out the Friday night karting show last week, the KKR. They actually uh, rescheduled that for this coming Friday. So it is a doubleheader weekend here at the Drome. Uh, so the KKRs are running Friday. And as you said, the big uh, Bud Light Mania uh, twin 45s running on Saturday. And yes, the uh, Race 8 Pro front-wheel drives running in both the Oval and Figure 8 this Saturday night. And then, of course, Brownstown Speedway this weekend, where I was supposed to be last weekend, rained out. But uh, this weekend, they are back in a big way. The Carry the Genius Row Memorial. And I apologize if I am pronouncing that last name on that R-W, um, excuse me, R-U-W-E. I always like to tell people I apologize for mispronouncing something for the Indiana Pro Late Models, paying a whopping $3,500 to win 300 just to start in the Pro Late Models. That's impressive. Also on hand, the U.S. Air Force Modifieds, the Peter Hall Super Stocks, the Canes Tree Service Hornets, and the All-in-One Pools Pure Stocks get to be on hand at the Brownstown Speedway. Also, Paragon Speedway Racing in Paragon, Indiana. They will be having the uh, Monty Classic. More details to come on their page. Uh, Ponderosa Speedway that got rained out. Huge night of racing on tap. Uh, it's going to be the Johnny Mulligan Classic, paying $10,000 to win for Super Late Models. Also on hand, the Pro Late Models paying $1,200. Open Wheel Modifieds paying $1,200. Super Stocks paying $800. Hobby Stocks $400 to win as well. And then, of course, uh, their partners down a little bit south of there at Somerset, Kentucky at Burnside. Lake Cumberland Speedway on Saturday night, the 16th, a big night of racing on deck at the Lake Cumberland Speedway. They are having Pro Late Models 1,200 to win, Modifieds 1,000. Uh, of course, Super Stocks on hand as well as 1,200 in a special event. They're also going to have Hobby Stocks 400 to win, Front Wheel Drive 400 to win, and here we go, Mustangs 400 to win. Very interesting down there. They're, they're all into that Front Wheel Drive little car style racing. Also want to mention up in Logansport, Indiana, US 24. Of course, Dirt 2 Media does a lot of broadcasting for them at the Indiana's fastest micro sprint track. We'll be having a weekly show this Saturday night. And, of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my home track, Salem Speedway. Had a huge night of racing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with the Riverside Drift 50,000 Summer Shootout. 73 cars from multiple states and countries on hand. I believe it was an incredible event. And uh, more to come, more special events. I know they had a great weekend at Salem Speedway, so it was very cool to see that indeed. But, uh, 
You know, we talk about all these tracks, and I always will say this, invite everyone to go to Facebook, social media, Instagram, Twitter, wherever they may be, online, some people not using websites anymore, but always go like them on social media, give these tracks some some credit, you can find out about results, uh, you can find out about schedules, weekly schedules, and more, uh, so just visit these tracks, uh, different social media page, of course there's more tracks on here, we just try to add more and more each week here at the Wild Will Throwdown. Uh, so that is one thing we always want to watch for. And, uh, well, Hawk, we've reached another end of a beautiful episode, number 15. I can't believe it. And uh, any final thoughts before this third weekend of racing happens? It's uh, July is quickly, quickly ending, and uh, we only have two weekends left of July. Yeah, the only thing I got to say is, you know, get out there and support your local track. Go wherever you want to go. You know, support it. You know, if you're a race fan, don't just sit at home. I mean, yeah, you can do the pay-per-view now it's very nice to do if if that is the thing that you need to do if you can't make it out but if you can i mean the weather's a little warm but you know if it's dry which we were hoping for this weekend it's gonna be nice and warm you know get out and support your local racing and that's what it's all about you know come out have some concessions have some fun have your favorite cold beverage whatever it is keep you cool and enjoy the show and uh, keep these racetracks around so we can keep having shows and keep talking about all these racetracks Definitely gives us something to talk about each week, being short track racing category. As always, here at the Wildwell Throwdown, we want to thank Dirt 2 Media staff and the production crew for all their hard work on the podcast. Also to Brandon Hooker and Diesel Boys LLC for being the title sponsor of the Wildwell Throwdown. And as always, race fans, drivers, crews all around, like always, please, please, please support your local racetrack. We don't want to see any more clothes. I'm Will Greenwell, and I will see you around the turn. <laughs>